Thank you so much for coming, everybody. Thank you. Gadgetry. It's like a, it's like a magic staff. You put it in the air and people <laughs> like react. It's magical. Wow. Yeah, I'm done with that now. Yeah, yeah you're more, done. It's over. More gadgetry yeah. than ever. So what we're going to do today? We're going to have a 40-minute podcast with all the thrills and spills of mostly uh, spills. Mostly spills yeah. of our normal. Mostly spills today because we're raised up. Pips sort of like. I'm going to fall off this thing so badly. You are. If you don't know us, well, let's assume you know the site, I guess. Um, but I'm Quinns. This is Paul. Hello. There's that some other people who might introduce themselves. That's, that's weird. This is the where I take my clothes off. <laughs> that's fine. Oh no, this is the wrong podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Matt. Uh, and I'm Pip, and I sometimes turn up on Let's Plays. And just, yeah. You just show up when we're doing food. the weirdest stuff. Uh, is everyone having a good day? Wear a hat, you know. All of them are having a good That's day. Great. That's amazing. We've had a weird stressful run up to this. I accidentally, in the last like few minutes, uh, when I was trying to format the SD card, uh, managed to put the, the GoPro in to Chinese. <laughs> wow. And I haven't even read the manual for it yet, so I was just like, I'm in deep. <laughs> are you ready for our best technical error? So we didn't realize you had the projector, so we've rushed like an audiovisual sensation. Uh, today, unlike yesterday, we only have four photos um, because lots of them couldn't transfer. Uh, are the people ready to see what one of those four photos is? Can we, uh, can we get the next... Oh, Did I give you the wrong photos? <laughs> no, we just got some of them. And Excuse me, can we have the next slide? Is that a thing that can... <laughs> oh, uh, we... They're having a catch-up. <laughs> yeah. uh... Yeah. So thanks for coming. That's, that's the end of that. Yeah. That's exactly 25% of our podcast now you're looking at. I love how this is like you are half Assassin's Creed, half Blazing Squad. <laughs> All rubbish. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what happens when you're really tired and you've just had too much Italian balls. food. We literally, we're so old now, we had one beer and that happened. <laughs> um, so we're going to do a 40 minute podcast, but then after that, all of you are going to start in a shut up and sit down review. Ooh, that's annoying. It's like, it's like doing panto, isn't it? It is. He's behind you. He's not. No, he is. No, oh, no, he isn't. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I was End gonna. End of my career. And aborted. Um, but we have a game called Cats on Your Head, which is actually played by a crowd. <laughs> a cuddly toy. <laughs> An average game. It's good. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do the podcast, then we're going to film you all, and you're going to play the game when you're going to let us know what you think. That's good. But we've been playing some games today. We have, and we took photographs of them, which we then couldn't get off our phones. Oh, but we have a photograph of the first one. Next slide, please. It's beyond Baker Street. I've got to stop turning around too quickly. It spins my chair. <laughs> We've made an effort to make ourselves taller, yeah. though, because yeah. yesterday we were at the same level and we've realised half the people can see us. So, Mine, hello. Mine's gradually gravitating yeah. you. I keep having to grab onto Paul and be like, oh, hey, oh, well, God. oh, no. <laughs> the problem is that you've got buffers on either edge. I'm at the outer limits. It's like, it's like in gravity. I just, I just keep going. Matt. Matt, can you just tell us about Beyond Baker? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea 
what's happening at that end. We're completely holding it together, and these two are just losing it. I know, yeah. Why did we get the comedy shares? These um, are the same. Whatever. We're going to have fine. words about this. So Baker am I. Baker Street. Baker Street. Beyond. Bye. Beyond Baker Street, um, Baker Street is great because every time I see the word Baker Street, I start singing the sax solo from uh, Careless Whisper because, <laughs> because I cannot remember which is which. Beyond Baker Street is really good. I had a lot of fun playing this with Paul this morning. Um, it's basically like somebody's taken the, the basic idea in Hanabi of having the cards the other way around, but then the game isn't kind of bullshit. <laughs> the thing is, like, I know Hanabi's very popular, lots of people like it, but it's not... I don't know. There's something a bit too... And I'm a twee man, don't get me wrong. Like, but there's something a bit too twee about a collaborative kind firework of... Firework display. Firework display, set building. It's, it's a bit too nice. If this is Panto, then you are now the villain. Ooh. Yeah, just because you got booed. You want somebody else to be booed today. I have no idea what you're talking about. You got booed yesterday for no reason. It was amazing. Yeah. The whole... Everyone just knew at once. It just went boo, and it was amazing. Wow. Yeah, he's I'm just trying to throw it over to you, yeah. so you... Uh... Not today, sweetheart. Anyway, um, <laughs> basically the idea is that you all have this hand of cards, you all have it facing the other way, so only other players can see what you've got. So far, so Hanabi. But what's awesome about it is that in Hanabi, you kind of want... It's ideal to just know what all of your cards are and to remember a whole bunch of things. Whereas in Beyond Baker Street, you're trying to... It's kind of got that um, pontoon or 21s or blackjack... Yeah. Um, element of like you need to hit exact numbers on different things so you need like 13 on the blue or uh, you know the blue eight. what what's happening in the well there's game? three wow. different cases and it's like a Sherlock thing do you want to explain Paul? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you, you basically uh, depending upon the scenario you play because there's a bunch of different uh, detective scenarios you need to get a certain amount of clues or a certain amount of evidence hit different targets so it's not just the Hanabi thing of you fill up uh, a, a display with everything. It's like, well, you've got to hit a certain number of this, a certain number of this. Wait, and then you so have hang on. If you have too much evidence, that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, in fact, if you get too you much evidence, also, you lose. Yeah, and you, but you can... <laughs> you go bust. I think you can, you, at that point, you uncover the truth of the police that the police were hiding and well, you lose your is, job. Well, the you can dump some of it. There's an impossible <laughs> section that you dump some of it. Because yeah. once you've eliminated the impossible, whatever's left is... Whatever you fabricated. <laughs> that's, that's the quote. You're familiar with the police. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's like a separate dump section. You can dump some cards in there if you don't exceed that. And then you've only got a certain amount of like Sherlock points before he solves the case before you do. So it doesn't uh, okay. just tick around infinitely. Yeah. The long yeah. So maybe like the way to explain that conceit would be that like if you have you can't have too much evidence otherwise you can't show off to Sherlock Holmes ah oh, nice yeah. yes. it was just too obvious a child could have seen this and that's yeah. the idea with the Sherlock tracker which is the end of the game if he reaches it is the idea that he's unimpressed with the fact that you keep having to give each other clues <laughs> oh really yeah it's just like oh, you idiot oh, so basically is it like an eye roll tracker yeah pretty much I think but what's, what's lovely about it is it starts off really simple in the fact that you think well we've got to get a bunch of red cards and a bunch of blue cards and a bunch of purple so you just turn to Paul and I'll say oh Paul you have two blue cards and then he knows if people aren't aware the concept in Hanabi is that you play with your hand the other way around yeah so you can't see what cards you've got you can only see what cards the other people have got so you say you've got two blue and at this point you know that the cards only go from one to six and there's one of each that he knows he can play whatever they are and it will not put anything bust and it will start us on the way to winning the game so to begin with it's great you just go that's this colour wicked and it, then as the game escalates it becomes way more precise because you start to realise like 
You need them to put down that blue three on that deck. Right. But they have two blue cards in their hands. Okay. And you can't just point at the blue or the three and say that's blue. This is just say, Hanabi you're describing. No, no, no. <laughs> you need to say these two are blue, but then you know that if they just choose one of them and they get it wrong, you lose the game. Oh, okay. So it's not like, oh, we just lost a couple of points. It's like, oh, no, it's, it's over. It's, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, we played the easiest case, which was like we had 15 rounds, yeah. which was like as far as the track goes. And the designer was like, yeah, this is the easiest. But also there's games where like you just have 10 rounds or you can play with characters which all have like a, a handicap or a penalty like oh, this character just can't tell anywhere else what the numbers on any of their cards are wow. for the whole g- there was a I circumstance where we needed to finish one of the cases and yeah, the guy we were playing with had a, a, a one purple three and if he put that purple it was going to be like brilliant and then he picked up another three into his hand and it was just this thing of going oh now I have to say these are threes and if he chooses like the wrong one, then we've lost. So it ends up being this thing whereby, what's lovely about it, we discovered, is it has that nice thing you get in um, kind of traitor games, of it being like me and Paul looking at each other and not being able to communicate to each other what we needed to communicate to him, but yeah. knowing that we had to very carefully communicate a series of things, of saying these are red, okay. and then these are fives, just to very slowly like... So it's Hanabi, but like with adrenaline involved. It's, well, it's- <laughs> Well, it's called Beyond Baker Street, but it's basically Beyond Hanabi. It's like taking uh, summer Hanabi and just making it a bit like tighter and you're meaner so good and at harder. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say what this? it does is it, it kind of is it to, for me. It's to Hanabi what Mysterium is to Dixit. Okay, you know, Ooh. and the fact that it kind of actually fleshes it out and makes something great. What I also love is the fact that you, you, I thought at first, oh, this is going to be a memory game. You have to remember what cards you've got in your hand all the time. When actually, the interesting thing is, um, you actually. It's almost like you want to tell people as little as possible about their hand. And because the cards I had in my hand for the start of the game were bullshit, they just never, no one ever told me anything about it. A lot of them weren't relevant. So it was like, I don't want Matt to think about those cards because those are actually completely not going to be relevant in this case or this situation. And we we had a situation as well where I'd already told this guy that these three cards are blue. And so we know there's three cards of blue. And then the next round, the two remaining blue cards he had were exactly the amount we needed to finish the blue case perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I, again, said, these two cards are blue. <laughs> and it's like, he knew that, and he knew that I told him that already. So it's like, you can kind of convey oh, sure. a lot yeah, more information yeah, yeah. within that. But the nice thing is that actually it becomes this thing if you become really worried about telling people anything. Because if you tell them, <laughs> it's like, as long as they don't know what their cards are, you know they're not going to do anything with them. And okay. telling them anything is a risk, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's a lot of fun, yeah. The uh, the game that I'm really excited about, which got rejected from my house by UPS in like basically Lord wow. of the Rings, but in a, a, a package being misdelivered. Like it was unbelievable. I went to the shop a million times. Um, who can remember the name of the Spanish company's game that is like uh, Sherlock Holmes Consultant Detective? It's coming out real soon. Uh, say again. No. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so who in the room is a fan of Consultant Detective? Yes, oh. the best game ever. Um, it's a game where you just solve a mystery by going through all these different things. But a Spanish company has, uh, is soon releasing one, which is that but competitive. And it's a grid of just nine locations, but all the characters are dicks. So like, you all go to different locations and you bid. But then let's say Paul goes to the scene of the crime. He can then rope it off with police tape if he's playing Mycroft. And then none of us can go there, ever. <laughs> and, but it's got this cute thing where it's just like Cluedo, where you can say, I think I've got it, I think I know who did it. And then you open the pack. And if you're wrong, you're just eliminated. So it's just this thing of like, I think I know what's going on. That's a really rough department of the police. <laughs> <laughs> it's the police under the Tories where everyone, there's one job and you're all just... Uh, You've had your crack at it. Politics. <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, 
Next slide, maybe? Uh, yeah, we're doing yeah, it by we images. Did. We have two slides oh, left. Yeah. Hey. hey. We played, uh, everyone's, so people are aware that Spiel the Iris nominations are code names. Two other, oh. it should win. Uh, but then there are two other games because whatever. And so we, <laughs> we played both of them today and we're going to talk about them because, uh, hey, this is an exciting event in board games and we're actually doing our job for once. <laughs> Who can remember what this game is called? Oh. Karuba. I was just getting my phone out for fun. Karuba uh, <laughs> is a game where, uh, how do you even describe it? You all have the same player boards. You're all explorers landing on an island. And it's like, uh, it's like a sort of forked reality where you all decide where the explorers go. So you've got a blue explorer that has to go to a blue temple. So you all have four explorers and four temples they have to get to um, on an island with no roads. So you can see road tiles there. And then you all place the explorers on the, and the temples in the same spaces that you chose. So you all start with the same origin of the puzzle. Yeah. And then reality just forks because yeah, you're all trying to solve the same puzzle. Yeah, you, basically you all collaboratively design the same puzzle that you then share. And then you one by one get the exact same pieces of the puzzle to put on the board. Um, but then, yeah, like it's, it's kind of ruthless in the fact that when you get to the end of the game and you look at what you've done and if you haven't done as well as other people, it's literally because you messed it up there's yeah. no like, oh, well, they drew that card and... There was it, that dice roll, or this player did that to me. It's like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, and it's funny because the, the Spiel and German games and German critical sensibilities in general are like, oh, we don't want there to be any conflict. But like, by the end of this, I felt smaller and like, like than what well, you, you want. Well, I mean, that's your problem, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> I felt fine. So, so, yeah, but it was weird. Like... <laughs> And we, I, I felt bad because we made fun of... Oh, we don't have the picture. Do we have it on our... Uh, it was no, on my we don't have it. <laughs> Paul managed to miss like one of the most important rules oh, of the well, game. Despite the fact that we said it three actually, times. like at least two. Yeah. A number of the important rules. You managed to one. like... One of your adventurers, you, you put a, he- like a forest directly in front of him and then went, yeah. oh, and it was like, oh, just wreck on it. And he's like, no, I did that ages ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, there's, there's, I was trying to plan ahead to d- track the routes like back from the temples the towards way, the explorers. Like, yeah, because what happens is those, um, the pathways are the ones that you're laying each turn. Um, and what it is, is it starts off as this like completely plain sort of green grid. And the way I was thinking of it was like, you're actually cutting your way through Sure, the yeah. jungle like in your own choice of way and um, so I started doing that thing that I do with um, Carcassonne of like checking through my piles of tokens to just sort of see how many things that like would actually turn a left yeah you were, you were actually playing the game um, <laughs> in a way that I wasn't and then I somehow managed to get angry anyway when you were yeah. like acing it <laughs> But it, it's it's interesting as well because you need to get there, you need to get to the temple first, then you get points. So you're like yeah. you're playing your own universe and your own puzzle. But then it's you've got this chip on your shoulder of like oh, someone out there might theoretically have gotten to that temple earlier. So now I have to go, and you race <laughs> to the same temple. Yeah, the fact that you get the most points for getting to the temples first and they're all in the same way was nice because the way it works is you put, either put down this tile and it's like adds to your little path that all your little people are going to walk along. Or you ditch that tile, you chuck it in the bin, and in return you can then move one man the number of spaces that there are exits on that little path thing. 
which means that you, you kind of have this combination of trying to make this ideal, perfect little map for these people to walk through, whilst also looking around and going, oh God, they're halfway there. <laughs> Quick, bin all of this useful Throw stuff. away all the yeah, And make yeah. my little man run through the woods. Um, yeah, it was weird. Was, was it better than Codenames, Matt? Oh, come <laughs> on, they're entirely different games. Pip. I loved it. I'm Paul. I no, it's not better Thank than you, Codenames. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not. Well, look, you it's, guys it's... didn't like it, but you didn't understand the rules. Well, and you lost. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, look, so <laughs> me, and Pip, really me and Pip well. did well, and we thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. The thing we did really well. I, I, really I love the, the, the tile sacrifice idea of like the, the best possible tiles of the crossroads because they could go anywhere, but they also give you the most movement, and you want yeah. to get the quick. Uh, so, it, you know, it's a puzzle that you put together in your own way. You'll get the same pieces, but you'll do it differently. I like that. First time doing it, very new, very exciting. I know the next time that I play it, uh, I'm going to, as you say, game it a bit more and go, oh, well, there's only this number of corners in it, and I want to keep that for now. And then some of the thrill is going to go. And it'll be a fun yeah. puzzle, but I don't know if I I'm going to be I thought, I, excited. I thought the fact that the only real interaction is you look at other people and look at how far they are in terms of getting down these paths. I like that because it means you can't just be the mechanical optimizer who's just in your own world and working out the mechanical thing because otherwise you need to keep an eye on what other people are doing. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. I don't um, know. I found myself doing that thing because like, I'm not sure how my enthusiasm will last over a number of games because um, I could feel myself towards the end actually working it out, like trying to sort of see, okay, what's the probability that I can actually even get over here? And then what's the, like, uh, I, at the very end, I looked at everything that I'd got left and I worked out the maximum number of points I could even get sure. at that point, realized I wasn't going to win. And then like that, that moment of slight deflation. It was kind of amazing. It was like, like a few I, turns to go. I it was, was like, it was very poignant and like sad because about five times from the end of the game, everything to play for, if you're me. And then Pip sort of announces from the other table, oh, I can't win. <laughs> yeah. And we sort of looked over and it was like we hadn't even bothered to check with our sheet. This is why you're an important addition to the team. <laughs> I mean, we should point out it's quite evidently a family game. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the funny thing I thought that was... <laughs> I know. I, but I thought one of the things it did really nicely is the fact that even though you're all having this entirely it was unbelievably ruthless and the idea that it's literally if you've messed it up if you've lost then it's like it's just on you like you didn't do as well at the machine but at the same time I like that at the end of it also like the scores the disparate nature wasn't that much it kind of it's the sort of thing that would only fool very small children <laughs> but, it's, but the idea that it's like kind of like oh you did terribly but you've only got like four points less than this player like it kind of it, it gave you the sensation of it being like oh it's close the sensation when, of uh, yeah when actually no it is it's quite it's, it's like strangely ruthless it's, it's, it's weird like on Euro games when you're doing your own thing but having that element of like difference in this, when it is just so cut and dry, like, yeah, it was just 100% you. There's something about that that's it's, a bit real. It was real. kind of, yeah, it was sad. <laughs> like, you just come at the end of the game and it's like, hmm, I'm not as smart as my friends, which isn't even a reality that usually, like, the board games usually hit you with. No. There was, well, there was, like, this moment when I looked around the table and everyone was kind because of, I was, like, desperately, like, working out the maths of it all just because I do that. And then you were, like, all of your neat piles had just become this mess oh, that of, was like, 
like, so oh funny. God, like there was no order to what was going on over here. You were slumped and you had the rule book open while you yeah. were looking really confused at the man that you'd walled onto the beach. <laughs> so the other, the other thing was I, uh, thinking in like a Carcassonne type way, I was like, oh, all the roads need to match up because otherwise the, it, the, I, it's... You're not, not building a city. Right. <laughs> so I didn't realise you can have the thing where a road can just run into a dead end, into the jungle I thought all the roads have to like connect absolutely oh wow so you were like a sort of OCD uh, yeah. explorer so near to... the end of the game I was just like oh none of these roads will fit in anymore I've lost I mean, you, if you could looked have at looked manual, at anyone else's non- boards or yeah, that or the manual where on page one it says this is fine <laughs> <laughs> you can do this but it, my jungle looked better it looked like a proper it did so like we were already like sort of slightly uh, I was like more nervy at the end of this but the next game we played almost resulted in a fight uh, which yeah, is great for families you just had like low blood sugar today or something <laughs> I was real, I real sad uh, <laughs> uh, can we have the next slide please the next and final slide I think yeah. oh, so it's all it, re- imagination is required from this point on uh, but yeah this is Imhotep, Imhotep who it turns out is not invisible uh Small, oh, small ripple of laughter from... <laughs> somebody got that. That was a reference. Yeah, you guys had to look, at, look that up, though, didn't you? What? Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I, didn't. I didn't. We looked it up on the wiki of Paul. On the Paul's wiki. Yeah, he just knew. He just knew. <laughs> Imhotep is a game about uh, being Egyptians and the best Egypt wins at the end of being an Egyptian. Um, the Egyptian period. Uh, it's a game where Matt uh, talks about his boats being boatylicious. Mm. Um, <laughs> Too boatylicious for you, babe. Uh, and each of the bricks behind me, and I've got the classic thing where I can't look at the thing because then I look away from the mic. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um, but each of the colours of bricks are a different player's bricks. So you have the exciting player options of you can be black, brown, or uh, grey, or white. Or white. I meant for that to sound boring, and then it sounded oddly racial when I said it. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm brown, and you should all be very impressed with my obelisk. Before yeah. we actually explain how the game turned out, and you know how badly I did, just be impressed with that obelisk. So what's happening here at the... <laughs> yes. Oh, you got some more of that. Applause yeah. there. Obelisk applause. So what's happening here at the moment is we're, we're building obelisks of different sizes, but in front of that we're building mostly a temple roof because you just want to have... You want to be on it's the top of the temple. It's a one-story temple. It ended up as a It's a, a temple you graduate... It's a wall. Let's yeah. be real. Wall. So here's yeah. the thing. It's a game about building and you use your bricks to build and the, depending on where your bricks are, all the buildings score differently. You ship bricks there on boats, which we'll explain in a bit. But like... Fundamentally, I was just so dis- I was having more fun assembling the, the shared pool of bricks yeah. that didn't exist yet. I was building cool stuff. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw. I was like a rad pyramid. You Mate, it was a mess. Lego in the quarry. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then it's like, oh, build a temple, guys, and it's a wall. Build an obelisk, and like, it's four blocks. It's not like the impressive stuff the Egyptians Five. were known for. Five. Five in the end. It was strange, wasn't it? It was like you got you got these cool big chunky bricks, and then oh, you actually, sorry. The, I, the, see the tiny thing behind um, Pip's obelisk. That's one of the great pyramids of Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a work uh, in progress. And then behind that's a crypt. Um, oh, yeah. Which is made up of the another <laughs> applause for the pyramid. I thought he's applauded for a crypt. crypt. Yeah. Is that, I don't think you applaud crypts. <laughs> Poor taste, yeah. yeah no, it just doesn't anymore. feel cool. It's not like, hey, Dad, that's great. But it's, it's about, like, uh, first of all, you've got to put this... Like, it's survive, isn't it? So many you... dead people down here. <laughs> Sorry. Well Sorry, it's... Well done, Dad. Um, I think if so... your dad goes into his shed and he's just building a crypt. Like, that's, that's when you know that your mum and your dad are going to get divorced. <laughs> 
think about opening the door and realizing it's just these big ominous stone steps know. leading somewhere. But like really ornate, like his dad's being think, dad. No, no, because people used to do this all of the time. Like the popes would commit. No, no. Hear me out. Your dad, dad would have had to be a pope, but like. You know. <laughs> so there's minor problems with that. Tips relatable brand of humor there. <laughs> But, like, so people would, like, commission their tombs, like, ages in advance. I mean, the pyramids were people commissioning their tombs in advance, uh, Actually, right? they were granaries, Pip, so... Oh! No one here's going right, to... No one laughed at that! Too. That was... Okay, that was a joke yeah. about Ben yeah. Carson. Anyway! <laughs> holy sh... <laughs> that was amazing! Um, yeah, so, sorry, people, yeah, commissioned their pyramids. Was that the end of the... Oh, no, I was just... Yeah, like, I, I think if you, if you want your mausoleum, you want to start working on it now. That's, that's just a life tip. Yeah, that's good advice. That's not board games, that's just a general. Make today the day. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm building a mausoleum. <laughs> oh, man, imagine if this was a self-help thing about burning mausoleums. Under all your seats, you'll find uh, <laughs> a small trowel. <laughs> Um, so we were taught how to play this game which like on your turn it's actually very very simple it's excellently simple you um you can you've got a little player sheet of bricks you can take more bricks for your player sheet which is like not acting at all but you need to do that at some point when you're done with the board state or you can put bricks on a boat or you can send a boat to anywhere and you see the little docks on the left hand side of the player board and then a boat arrives and the bricks are unloaded in the order they were placed and I missed like the single most important rule which made this game such a pain in the ass for me. Do you remember this in the first turn? Yep. Or the second where I like, I had a boat full of um, like my bricks and I was loading up and I was loading a boat with bricks yeah, and then I was like, oh, that's going to go to the mausoleum, it's going to be amazing. And then I looked up on my turn and the boat wasn't there anymore. And you guys had like sent it to some shit heap. Huh. Like, and I was like, that's my boat. And you guys were like, no, Prince. But it was the mausoleum boat. I got on the mausoleum boat. <laughs> I got on the mausoleum boat, yeah. Because the boats like can be arranged, but there's, there's no like destination for any of them. It's like you bought a ferry ticket and then just gone to the docks and got on a boat. Yeah. You were the most peeved when I sent you to the obelisks, though. Oh, yeah, because I kept sending boats with your bricks to the obelisk, and I was like, I'm going to make all these guys fight for tallest obelisk. And then you just, just sent my bricks to the obelisk. It's like, oh, no, I don't no, want to. No, you obelisk. either have to invest. I either, to get yeah, it was really so annoying. You just... Or you have to just give up those bricks for lost. But again, like, this, yes, this is a family game without much like conflict, and it's very simple, and I can see Do why you I got. This is a family game? Well, it's the spiel, man. They, they only recommend games that are for literally everyone. That's the whole point of the awards. Uh, it's very easy to learn. Yeah, it's but it's like... Accessible. Yeah, it's easy, but it's not good for families. That's what I'm saying, man. Are you saying that because we had a massive fight multiple <laughs> times? We are basically a family. No, I mean... You over the obelisks Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we just goaded you and goaded you, and you literally you did that swipe to the whole board and knocked all the bricks out. I know, I've never done that before. It was amazing! <laughs> it, was like, I, I, it was funny because as a professional, I looked the board went, as a professional I'm gonna no I went <laughs> I'm gonna knock over all this shit and then I thought okay how hard do I have to hit it so that we can rebuild it because I was only willing to hit yeah, it at a point yeah. where we could rebuild it was it touch and go up. though the bricks were everywhere I know and you thought I genuinely just destroyed our play state and it was like I wouldn't do that but I almost did <laughs> we did wind you it was a dark morning we actually bullied you mainly because I just won the last game and you were like right I'm gonna win this game the thing is though you were so hard done by and then I pointed out like you know that you're in line to win at this point yeah. and you were like 
I hadn't actually... I hadn't done the maths. Again, it's a case of me not doing the maths and you doing the maths. But but you had, like, all of the statues, and the more statues you have, like, it basically builds a little multiplier. And I was just so panicked by the... Your weird statue. And I'm just like, these are all things? (laughs) You're just like, what? Those? They're in the attic, man. I haven't paid attention to them in years. Egyptians didn't have attics, thanks. They had... uh... (laughs) How did that go? Granaries. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep saying granaries until, until it works. Uh, I, I found this game really weird, right? Because you've got these big, chunky, cool blocks, but then you don't really ever get the sense of the fun of building things. Yeah. yeah. But then you can put these chunky blocks and you can slot them into ships and fill up the ships with blocks, but then you don't really get the satisfaction of that because you start doing that and then someone else puts a brick in it and then someone else sends it off to, like, Swansea. And, like, <laughs> and it's also the fact that it just feels like you, you don't have any control You really don't. Anything. Like, the actual... Uh, funny, because the guy who... The guy who demoed it to us, yeah. like, watched us play, and within the very first turn, we were sending each other ships to different places. Yeah. Because we were so frightened of, like, each other. And he saw that and went, huh, we never did that. And, so, <laughs> and I guess it's a family game in as much as, like, I guess if you're a parent, and unless you're, like, a sort of creepy dad, then you're... You're just going to let your kids send their boats. But then why would you play this when you wouldn't play something that doesn't have such an right. antagonistic Thank mechanic you. at all? I mean, so uh, are we saying then? I mean, I, I actually was Matt, thinking that we came away and really liked it. but I did like it, but I'm just saying, like, for families, and it, it may be annoyed, but there's lots of games. Yeah. Matt, is this better than Codenames? No. Uh, Pip, is this better than no. Codenames? Port, is this better than Codenames? No. Thank you. <laughs> you got it right that time. That's the call and response we're after. Yeah, well, you know. It's good. I liked it. I would, I would almost buy it. I'm not sure I did like it. <laughs> I was almost buying it. <laughs> Someone really liked that. It's weird, right? Because I, li- I like this game and I liked the game before. I don't think either of them are award-winning games, if I'm honest. But, um, uh, but like this one in particular, I found to be weirdly infuriating. Well, like, the only yeah. reason I actually like won in this game is because I. It's so sad. Like the reason I won, if you look, you can see the temple. Right, that's got a lot of white oh, yeah. things in it, and I was white. And then also the, the pyramid, which you can't see. The pyramid was, as soon as you put a book there, you get points straight away. The temple was, you just sort of like generally just keep getting a little amount of points. And all the other conditions are all like, go big on this, and then you might pay out with a big jackpot. And it was like, the idea of investing into any one project in this game just seemed so futile and frustrating that I just consistently went for like the small fry points and just clocked them up. Yeah. And you guys just were bashing your heads around trying to build a tower while the somebody crypt is, just... The crypt is really neat if people yeah. are into like yeah, that is nerdy fun. stuff. So the way it works is that um, as bricks arrive, and I have to do this, I'm turning around so this is really difficult, but it fills from the bottom left. So it's the top leftmost, then in the leftmost column you go below it, then when the leftmost column's filled up you move to the next column, then you do the next two. And what you're trying to do with that is build contiguous blocks of bricks, which when everybody's loading up on the same boat is actually really interesting because yeah, you have to get your bricks it, yeah. on the right boat and then you have to build a big landmass. And then Paul just filled a boat with bricks and sent it and walled off my... <laughs> yeah, because And I was furious. Column. Yeah. It's a, it is a kind of a weirdly interesting minigame just happening, at, which sadly you can't quite see here, but happening at the bottom of the board where you just... You want to have in some... It doesn't even have to oh, be that's straight We can see it. That's my beginnings yeah. of my thing, the three black bricks. Yeah, and I cut those beginnings off. Beginnings of just... Yeah. Like, yeah. Gray. But it's, it's that in itself is a kind of a nice, interesting minigame. I don't know. I liked all the bits of this, and I liked how yeah. they came together. Yeah. It's not better than code names. It's, I, I, did one thing I didn't like how it came together, I don't think. Really? Like, I liked the individual bits, and I liked the ideas of it, and I loved like moving the little boats into the harbour and stuff, but 
I didn't like the feeling that we were just constantly kicking each other's sandcastles. Yeah. yeah. Like that was the thing that it just, it felt like we never really got to actually build something and have fun. It is kicking sandcastles, which is mad for a game that is specifically designed for families. Because if there is an opposite to families, it is kicking sandcastles. To be fair, there are double sides to these boards, which were more more complicated. That's that's kind of, we're going to discount that in terms (laughs) of this conversation. Yeah. um, Yeah. You can flip any of the things, including the market and and they become more nuanced and weird versions of of themselves. Did like the fact that when we started playing, it was frustrating because you'd like you put some bricks on a boat and then they just go somewhere and you just go fine. Like I'm here now, okay. As it went on, it became a bit more interesting. The fact that you kind of would look about who put that first brick when you were joining a boat, you would know where they wanted to take it, and so you'd be like, okay, well I'll put that on there because it might end up there. But then it was the weird double bluffing of you being like, well, they've put it on that boat and then somebody else is going to send it not there. <laughs> so it'd be trying to guess where would be the least opportune and place. And at this point, and you... your little sister starts crying. Precisely. It's like, it's incredibly, like, a simple game, but, like, mechanically quite complicated and psychological and also quite horrible. Like... I ended... <laughs> <laughs> also, you buried the lead there. Yeah. Also horrible. About, I think about halfway through, I realised that I wasn't placing my blocks in a sort of optimistic winning way, it was just a sort of mitigating the damage that I knew yeah. you guys would try yeah. and do. I mean, maybe we're all psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> that is an entirely like, valid. Like, the other people probably had a brilliant time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to follow oh. it up with a butt, but I don't have a butt for that. I liked it though. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Like, but it was a bit mean. Like, yeah, like it was quite bitey, you know. Good old bitey Egyptian architects. Let's blitz through a few more games before we do a cool live review. <laughs> Uh, you guys looked at uh, the big box coup, Coup Rebellion G54. Yeah. So, G-Unit. Uh, I, I assume probably a lot of people are familiar with Coup, which is the bluffing game of uh, holding a couple of different characters. If you uh, like Coup, say, ooh. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, hang on, hang on. Hang Isn't on. that the line to a popular 90s pop song? <laughs> I'll tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, and you guys are going to go, ooh. Uh, <laughs> Why weren't we doing that with all the games we're looking at today? Because it doesn't work with Imhotep. <laughs> Imhotep. That's really strange. <laughs> Have you seen the thing Bill Bailey does where uh, it's a... I'm just going to do this because I'm never going to get the chance gone, to do it again gone. in my life. So if, you're a, uh, if I'm a giant, right? So you all need to clap at the point when I break yeah, something oh, yes. my knee. So, Wait, no. <laughs> Turns out it doesn't work if you're not in the O2. <laughs> it's good. Just sounds like a man the... stepping on crackers. I just... <laughs> I've just had a party, it's the next morning. There's crackers everywhere. I've been there. <laughs> cool. Uh, you, yeah, you've got two characters sort of under the gun, haven't you? They're hidden characters and they give you a special role and that can be like, oh, I can take extra money or I can assassinate you by killing one of your characters. But if you are called out as actually lying about the character that you have, then you're the one who suffers the terrible consequences. Yes, but if someone says you're lying and you're not, they can just Ooh. be eliminated from the game. And there's what? There's eight characters in Coup or something? Yeah. Five. Is it just the expansion five? and a couple more, but yeah, it's yeah. Reformation has a few. There's more. not many. That's the thing. In Coup, it's it's a very and what I, love, what I love about Coup is it's a very neat little game where the characters aren't that complicated. There aren't many of them, and after you play one round, you know what all the characters are, yeah. and you can convincingly sit and lie without looking panicked or like you don't know what's does and this one there was like this takes that whole premise and just chucks it out the window which I was just looking at this box being like what is this I I know what you're gonna 
say, you, you say so, yeah it's weird like there, there's there's so many more characters and there's quite a bit more text on like each of them for what they do and it's like it's entirely valid to be like ah uh, first game I don't know what I have and I'm constantly looking at the references to be like well, what can I do which gives you know kind of ruins a bluffing game because it's like checking like it's like asking the table is Ace a good card <laughs> It's like uh, people say that sometimes when they play Spy Fall, they put the um, the list of locations yes. in the middle, and they house rule it so everyone has to occasionally look or stare yeah. at the locations. So like, that's kind of a shame. I well, mean, yeah, there's going to be the learning of like what the roles are, but I I'm a bit excited because there are so many more roles and maybe potential combinations of how I, these I, things work. I felt it's going to take time to learn it. But yeah, you, why? why? I was felt that? the opposite because basically you've got all these different roles. They're not all in play. You still only have like five. Or yeah, five, depending on the game you play, you just like you only have a certain a number. You grab some and then you play with this selection. Um, but, I mean, it might have been partially unlucky with the ones that we played with, but they all had, like, multiple paragraphs of descriptions of what they did. Really? Yeah. They and so I was just sitting there, like, trying to just casually look at what these things did and <laughs> trying to read them. I'm like, oh, this is so much information. Oh, is it on the card? Um, well, no, it's on the middle, like, on the cards, because instead of having a middle card with all the information, a cheat sheet, you have, like, rule cards for each of the classes that are oh, in play. Oh, I get it. So if, depending on where your eyes go. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it I really weird. get how this has come about. It's like, people love coup, people want a version of coup with more stuff to do, yeah. and uh, that this does more yeah. stuff to do. And it do. feels a lot of do. <laughs> more stuff to coup. It feels like... <laughs> I'm really sorry. Can I apologize I'm to really him? Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, it, it, Paul was quite right that he said it was a bit like Masquerade in the fact that like they kind of added some styles of interesting things like that in terms of like yeah, if you like if you have this character and other people claim to have that character, then stuff triggers. Yeah, it, it literally kind of has exactly the peasant from Masquerade, which yeah. is like if more than one person claims to it, then everybody takes something mm. unless they gets called out, which is fun. But um, it just felt really odd to me. This, this like, it was a, a more complicated version with loads more roles, and also the fact that it still has the thing that this character cancels out this character. Mm. But now there's no even assurances that both those characters will be in the game. Which is that interesting flavor, or is that just taking something that's quite elegant and making it really fluffy? I mean, and... this is the thing: it's like you can say, "Oh, it's cool," but there's loads of it. There's loads more stuff to try. But it's also like it's cool, but instead of five characters that work perfectly together. Yeah. It's loads of bullshit. It just yeah. reminded me. It reminded me of like a video game sequel of being like, "Hey, you like this video game? Well, now there's like way too much of it." <laughs> no, it's, it's fair enough. It's a thing you can't always do. It'd be like if you had Love Letter and you're like, "Well, I've just made an expansion. That's 50 more characters. One of them's a dragon." Wait, that literally happened. <laughs> Did it? Well, I mean, yeah. The uh, what's it called? The uh, Lost Legacy. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's oh. multiple packs of Lost Legacy, and you can mix and match them and stuff. So that's the thing. So I don't know yet, but. Uh, I was just looking at it perplexed and I felt bad because actually one of the guys at the booth came over and saw me reading the manual and almost went to chastise the helper because he was like, is this going on teaching you the game? Wow. And I was just sitting there, but they didn't say that, but he was like, is everything okay? I can just see you're looking at the manual. And I was just looking at me like, there must be, what's the deal with this? It's I've, such a weird thing. Uh, continuing to like be controversial. So that was Q5G54, which you didn't mm. necessarily like, which is interesting. Pip and I liked something more than I think the internet did. We played Yeti by Pegasus Spiel. Oh, yeah. A game of hunting a Yeti. Basically, King of Tokyo, but instead of being monsters that punch each other, you're just crap photographers looking for a yeti. Uh, and it's good. You roll a load of dice, and then you have to collect sets of the dice, and then you re-roll what you didn't take, and you can go up a hill to get better vantage point. There's a little yeti man. What I want to talk more about, though, is the fact that you've seen on the expo floor they have huge versions of games, right? Um, two interesting things. First of which, turns out, those are a massive pain in the ass to play. <laughs> we have to, because Yeti has seven dice, and the dice are like this big. <laughs> And you have to roll all of them. <laughs> 
and obviously there's not a surface, so, you know, you bend down and you pick up seven dice, which is like cleaning your bedroom or something, and then <laughs> you throw them and they bounce. I they... don't know, I like the solution that they had developed for yeah, this, which was the to advanced technology. them all up uh, on, in a big... Pip-shaped like, column. Yeah, basically they were my height. And then you put your hand on top and then you kick the bottom one as hard as you can and then they all just sort of wow. crumble onto the floor. It was still a pain. Like, there's so much bending over. Like, an unbelievable amount of just like, oh, is it? Oh, and then you pick it up. <laughs> like this, in a, in a push-your-luck dice game, you just look at them and go, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have these dice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you go up a thing and, like, uh, it was good. But what we discovered, um, remember yesterday we played the double-sized Cult Express? Yes. And then we saw the real version and we were like, oh, uh, it's so tiny! Um, which is awesome. This is, so the reason to play these super-sized games they have on the Explo floor is that when you played Super Yeti and we saw the real small thing, it was just like... <gasps> it was like seeing a model village. Yeah, it's it was. exciting thing. Like, I'm not exaggerating or joking. It was genuinely breathtaking. Like, it made a board game that, like, before I looked at it, I'd be like, that's oh, all right. But then suddenly it's like, just stunning. Like, how did they get it that small? <laughs> Oh I still God. remember that and these in these dice, they fit in the palm of your hand. I know. <laughs> I still remember that when we did the um, the Gen Con video, like last year or when we oh God. When we saw this joke didn't come across. It didn't. <laughs> like in the video, there's a point where we're playing Flick 'em Up, and it's like twice as big as the real Flick 'em Up, and I say, oh, and then Quinns goes, oh, actually, like the real version is half the yeah, size. You could, no, you were saying, oh, I'm a bit worried about yeah. playing it on my dining room table. Yeah, I'm like, it's not going to fill my dining room table because it's really big, and you were like, oh, you know, it's like half the size, and I'm like, what? And it looked like it, I was joking. I genuinely thought <laughs> it was just giant. I, I was like, like, "This is cool," but like these pieces are like massive. <laughs> <laughs> I was everyone like laughed off. Was, it was like, like eight foot by eight foot, and you're just like, "I don't think it fit in my house." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone thought it was irony, but I was genuinely an idiot. And, uh, there you go. No, Yeti's uh, Yeti's really nice. It's like uh, it's got a thing of like, well, rather than King of Tokyo of like slowly chipping away at your friends, it's. You can get insane multipliers. The multipliers go bigger than King of Tokyo is a thing I like. Like King of Tokyo, the best thing you can do is like, oh, I hit you, but harder than usual, and now it's your turn. I, um, I love that when you, you briefly went up to look at something else, and then um, you'd be like, oh, just take over for me and play with Pip. And as soon as I sit down, Pip just went, I don't know how the weather works, so we're not playing with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like this, like, sort of like the idea. She's been the singing that under, under the. Under the like a, like a sort of naughty kid? <laughs> yeah, like the idea that under duress she'd just be pretending she knew what was going on and then going, I don't know how to play this <laughs> halfway through a game. It was just lovely. Oh my God. Well, because we hadn't even seen the weather tiles because they were kind of big but wedged in a corner and so we'd been like, oh, well, we haven't been taught how to use those. And then when we went and sat down with the tiny one, I was busy moving the Yeti around because that was exciting. And then you were reading the rule book to find out what the weather did and then you left. You yeah. left. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. But it's good. You can catch a Yeti. It looked really fun. Yeah. I like the idea of all the different video cameras and types of cameras oh, that photograph. So oh, if yeah. You, if you spent, like, one coin, you could get someone's weird, like, paper drawing of a Yeti. And, like, that would, like, advance you a tiny bit on the track. And if you spent three coins, you got, like, a... It was a photo with, like, really bad lens flare yeah. because you're shooting into the sun. You could, like, barely see the Yeti. And then, like, the final one, it's like the Yeti is basically taking a selfie with your amazing like DSLR. This sounds underwhelming. It's really good. It's like <laughs> it looked fun. It looked fun. It was it was like K2 but um you go up the mountain and you come down again. Whereas in K2 you go up the mountain and die. <laughs> <laughs> 
we should uh, do a real review. Do you have a thing oh, well, to no, say? Oh, no, yeah. I, one, while you guys were checking out that, I had oh, a yes. look at a game called Lantern, which is still kind of in a prototype Ooh. stage. That is that the the one that won a prize award? Thing? It won a, uh, it won a prize eight. award. It won a uh, Scottish game jam. It's made by a bunch of like young Scottish people. They were lovely. Uh, they're like nineteen and twenty, like really young, and they basically made it as part of a game jam, board game game jam, and then they they won and they won the prize to come down here and show it to people. And they were really sweet, and I had a look at it, and it was actually quite fun. Uh, it was basically like this sort of like, you know, as I said to them, as they kind of had to call it up, said, obviously the setting's a bit trite, it's kind of Cthulhu horror But it has some really cool ideas. The idea is you take it in turns to go together as a group through the darkness, but then one of you has the lantern. And you take it in turns each round to be holding the lantern. The lantern gradually runs out of oil. And Basically, bad things happen, and there are monsters, and you have items, and you spend them, but it has some really fun things. Somebody's having fun with that door. Um, there is a fun thing in the fact that one of the items that you get, which is quite a, a main item, is, is a rope. Okay. And then what happens is you pick up the rope, and then you choose another player, and then you are now tied to them with rope. And it gives you this sense of you actually moving through this pitch black thing, and someone's got a lantern. You're like, well, look, let's just tie each other together. And that's good, because then it means one of the things that happens in this game is characters get dragged away into the darkness. Or they get really stressed and they run away. And often it's things like... Characters meaning your characters. Yes, yeah, your characters. So you're constantly getting like stress tokens. And it gets to a point where if like you've got too many stress tokens and then... But wait, what happens if you're tied to a character and you run away? Well... <laughs> Basically, the good thing about rope is whenever rope is triggered by either being pulled away or running away, um, you roll a dice. And on a one to three, good old rope, you've managed to grab them and they come back. Ah. On a four or a five, the rope snaps. They're gone. On a six, <laughs> you both go. <laughs> and then it means that both these characters have just either dragged away or run away into the darkness and they're gone. You carry on playing though, it just means that the character with the lantern is now separate from them. So it, you can basically, if you get lost in the dark on your own, then it means whenever you have an event, like you have to fight a monster or do a thing, you have to do the challenge on your own. Usually you all roll one dice and then you combine the, the dice numbers. When you're on your own, it's still the same difficulty as it would be for three or four players, but you only roll one dice, which okay. means you're in trouble. But the nice thing is, like, we got lost in the dark, but we still had a rope. So it meant that we were lost in the dark together. So it's like, <laughs> so it creates this nice sense of being like, you get split up, but you then manage to find each other and you can basically like try and... Is it co-op? Yeah, it's a co-op game, and then it becomes this thing, if you've lost people and they have a rope, then at least you can go, well, look, we find them. If you find one of them, we find both of them. <laughs> oh, my God. But you can actually, and this almost happened to us, you can have, like, I was attached to some guy with a rope, and then someone else was attached to him with a rope. And then one of us went, and I rolled a six, and then it was like, oh, if we roll a six again, then literally we all... <laughs> <laughs> like, like climbers falling off a mountain. Oh, wow. What's it called? It's called Lantern. They haven't even got a publisher or anything like that. It's still, like, really early stages. But, um, and the other final thing they have is it's like, if your stress ever gets to ten then the darkness just gets you and you just become a monster. And then you are then, for the rest of the game, you are just against the players and you are just trying to take their things, doing that thing of like looking at the top card on the deck and choosing to either like put it on the bottom. Basically, it becomes a game of you just trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Do people remember um, uh, after Dead of Winter, um, Plaid Hat put a survey on their site who say what should the setting for the next Crossroads game be? Mm. Crossroads being like their Fragile Alliance games with like great art and good team behind it. But people remember that? Uh, that? Do, do you remember how Space won? Yeah. Yep. Did anyone here vote for Space? No one? No one? One? One gentleman. 
Uh, Space did win. Uh, did anyone here vote for Underground? Like, Underground, right, this guy is my, these two are my favorite, right? Because I got a brief, it, it apparently not, is, is not being made, but the, it sounded very similar in as much as it's like police and prisoners all trying to navigate an underground thing together, but you have one source of light, which means you have to travel together, but then if you get two sources of light, it splits up, and then suddenly you've got two groups, and it yeah. just sounded so fascinating. Do you know what it made me think of, actually? Because I know that you said Cthulhu was like the, the general theme, but like yeah. it was actually making me think of um, the legend of like Theseus and the Minotaur, but like of the the Greek youths that got sent as sacrifices, like you could probably yeah. theme it around those oh, well. guys yeah. trying to like get out. Yeah, well, it was nice. It was like the idea that all the characters were kind of like cool. And when when you had the lantern, your character could do better stuff. It was the idea that each round you get a go with it, and then you're slightly better. And so the group with the lantern is just like you keep taking it in turns, and if you're not there, then <laughs> yeah, it's not as good. But what's lovely is that sometimes when the really bad things happens, it's like if you're holding the lantern, it's like oh, if you're over eight stress and this happens, then like you just like drop the lantern and. <laughs> you're gone and it's this idea of just immediately just going the lantern's yours now because <laughs> I've just dropped the lantern and run off into this stream <laughs> see you later wow um, but yeah it managed to like convey that feeling of like being split up in a really kind of quite nice way that sounds fun nice. a, lot, a cool. lot of co-op games do that so if that's called yeah. uh, Lantern if and Lantern, it's yeah. in the Thirsty Meeples area I think if yeah they've got shot. some like uh, yeah in the Thirsty Meeples kind of play area they're just doing some little demos and stuff cool. but they're lovely people will drop by and say hi shall we do a review yeah sure Ooh. give it a shot alright thanks very much if you're at home listening to the podcast everybody we'll see you soon bye bye, bye. <laughs> yeah just say bye everybody in the audience <laughs> wow it's lovely okay, now, cool. now they're gone <laughs> Let's take a close look. Oh, no. no, we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> not after Gen Con last year. Let's go. Yeah.